You're listening to Your Home Fitness Podcast, brought to you by PowerBlock. On today's episode, we're going to be rocking an ab panel with two amazing personal trainers that really know how to flip the script when it comes to belly fat, weight loss, and the way we look at it. Should we rock? Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, bun. Welcome back, Kitty. Thank you for having me back. It's been a while since we've... It's been a while. Welcome back I to Your know. Home Fitness Podcast. Yeah, this is good. And I, I hope our listeners didn't uh, miss us too badly. I missed you. I missed you too. I missed them too. So, yeah. And I hope that maybe at least two of them missed us. So. Yeah, well... At least two. If you're listening, let us know. Yes. Yeah. Both, yeah. We want to hear from both of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, man? Today, we are going to have multiple guests. <gasps> We've compiled a, multiple. We've compiled a panel, an ab panel, if you will, Ooh. and we're going to be talking to some experts about it abs. It's absolutely awesome. I know, I know. You already said that. Get, you said that one. I know. <laughs> That's right. You I'll allow. It. You I'll allow it. it. Yes. Well, this ab panel. I know we actually have a gentleman named Chris Proctor, who you might have heard here on our podcast before, mm-hmm. and we really enjoy his perspective. He's really easy to talk to, and he knows he knows his stuff. And then also we have someone who's been on our podcast again. Her name is Natalie Newhart. And I really enjoy her because her whole idea of nutrition and exercise and working out, like she flips the script. Uh, and I really enjoy her perspective. Mm-hmm. So to to look at, you know, what is what are some exercises when, when it comes to nutrition, what are we looking at? And as we age, a lot of the times I want to know how are we looking at our, the way that we approach fat loss, mm-hmm. the way that we approach belly fat, when it when it starts to creep up on us, so to speak. What are some ways that we can prevent it from even creeping up in the first place? Mm-hmm. And how are some ways that we can, you know, like I mentioned, flip the script on how we look at it? What are some things that are commonly misconstrued when it comes to weight loss, belly fat? And uh, I think we can dig into them today. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Sounds rad. I I do. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Let's let's get into it. Let's go to a commercial first. Okay. And then we'll rock and roll with our guests. Deal. Sounds good. Deal. Let's roll. We'll be right back. You're listening to Your Home Fitness Podcast, brought to you by PowerBlock. After the show, you should check out PowerBlock.com, and you'll find a wide array of adjustable dumbbells and accessories. Along with an insightful blog, trendy apparel, high-quality workout and exercise videos, PowerBlock has everything you need to get you ready for a summer full of fun. And now, back to the show. Now, I'm going to start introducing our panelists. Yes. Uh, Right here, we've got Natalie. Natalie, you've been with us here on the PowerBlock Super Rad Podcast, so thank you for being back here. Natalie, do you want to tell them a little bit more about you, who you are, what you do, and how to find you? Yeah, so um, my name is Natalie Newhart, and I'm the founder of Fit Addicted Nutrition, where I specialize in uh, fat loss specifically for women over 35, um, but not in your traditional approach. Uh, my program is different for two reasons. I take a stress-based approach for women, um, just because that's the thing as we get older, like that's the thing that actually causes belly fat, you know, um, and, you know, we can be we can be eating well and doing all the hours in the gym and either not seeing results or we could actually be getting more belly fat, like, you know, just having that section grow bigger. So um, in order to, to keep that stomach lean, like we have to, you know, we, we have to we have to attack the, the stress first. And then the second part, you know, that where I'm different is I don't focus so much on what to do. I focus on the how, you know, like 
for me, from my experience, you know, it's not knowing what to do. There's tons of information out there. It's how do I get myself to do it? How do I get myself to, you know, not grab that handful of chips that's sitting in front of you? Um, how do I get myself to the gym consistently and actually enjoy doing it? You know, and then most importantly, how do I actually get my body to actually respond to see results? Um, you know, when, when I'm doing all those right things. So, um, I'm essentially showing my girls, uh, the inner game that's driving, um, their, their body. Right. So I dig that the inner and, game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The inner game. And so it's definitely, it's not for everyone. Um, but it definitely is, you know, uh, for me personally, um, it was the only way that worked. And so, um, so yeah, you can, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm mainly present is at natalie.newhart. Super simple. Um, yeah. And that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for throwing that down. Chris, yeah. how about you, brother? Where are you coming from? Where are you at? And uh, tell us how to get a hold of you. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, my name is Chris Proctor. For those of you who don't know me, I own Chris Proctor Wellness, uh, personal training, nutrition coaching um, over in New Hampshire, just outside of Concord. Um, I work with basically busy adults, both men and women. I just try to help them find consistent, simple ways that they can work to improve their overall health and wellness and their their nutritional habits, whatever that kind of looks like for them. Um, I spend most of my time over on Instagram um, handles at Chris Proctor Wellness, super easy to find. Uh, that's really about it. I'm, I'm going to get a little more active on YouTube at Chris Proctor Wellness because I just relaunched my podcast. So uh, be a little active over on there as well. But mostly Instagram is where you find me if you want to give me a follow and uh, learn about all things health and fitness and nutrition. Cheers, Chris. Yeah, thanks. Welcome back, brother. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Well, welcome, panelists. Thanks so much for being here for us here at Power Block. And Dan? Are you ready to just start throwing some questions so we yeah. can get into the meat? Yeah, absolutely. To Let's, the core. Yeah, we're going to start off real easy here. So we're just going to throw we're just going to throw some uh, some softball questions out for you here. So, um, Chris, I'm going to throw this one out for you here first. Natalie, I'd like you to follow up afterwards. Uh, just give me a break, brief rundown of some simple exercises to get me started. I'm brand new to working out my abs. Just get me started. Give me uh, just a couple simple exercises. I, I like to. I really like to start. Um, have clients working on things like working on anti isometrics, anti rotational exercises. So things like um, you know planks are pretty basic place to start, uh, provided it's appropriate for the client. Um, also things like you know I, I'm really a big fan of things like payoff presses with bands and things like that. Bird dogs, those types of exercises that. Um, can help to work on that anti-rotational stability and things like that. And they're also, I think, fairly simple um, to to execute for most people. So that's that's a lot of what I focus on when when I'm working on the core strength thing with my clients. Beginner style. Natalie, yeah. how about you? Where would you have someone start? Yeah, I personally like the... Um like the shake weight kind of thing. No, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll no, get into honestly, that. Does that, um, does that actually work? Do you think that actually works? <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I, honestly, guys, like to tell you the truth, I don't, um, you know, this isn't something that my clients actually, you know, ask me about, right? So like they want a flat stomach. They don't necessarily, they're kind of past the point of like looking for, you know, abs, you know, they just want to be, they, would, they just want to, feel good in their skin and they want to look good. And, um, but I would agree, you know, with Chris, like those kind of planks and Paul of press and stuff like that, like that's, you know, that just kind of like those basic things, um, like just kind of this static, you know, um, stability sure. type of work is, is, um, is what I would recommend. But again, like, I don't really actually, you know, I don't really, um, 
prescribe that kind of stuff. Um, I, to, for me personally, it's about getting my girls to the gym and having them, you know, just get there consistently and, and actually love it, like enjoy their time there. Because if we like, if, if we make it more about like why I love it and what I love about it and, you know, what it's going to mean for me, that's going to get us to show up. And that naturally just creates a vibrant physique, you know, uh, mm-hmm. peak health and vitality in the body. Um, and, you know, I think it's more of, you know, just nutrition and and then just consistent movement. And mindset. Know? It sounds like your mind, like you said, the inner game, the mindset has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For getting yourself there, for sure. I would actually, if, if I was a beginner or if I was working with a beginner, I would actually want them to engage, to make sure that they know what it feels like to engage their abdominals. Uh, walking and kind of squeezing, you know, making sure that they they understand that as they are progressing in whatever workout or whatever activity it is that they're doing, that they're working that core and that stability within the abdominals to begin with. So learning how to engage your abdominals is where I would start with an absolute beginner. So that's yeah, why I throw it out. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like something like that, though, it's like I don't even know if I would if I am qualified to really teach that, because the way that I was taught, like I, I was taught, you know, through, you know, like, uh, I was a pro athlete, you know, for a while there. And I did a lot of powerlifting and that is completely different from the way that they teach it in Pilates, right? Like they teach you that just a different way of like bracing and, and breathing. Um, and, and I have like several women that are like menopausal that are actually going through, um, I forget what you call it, but where they, where, um, like your ovaries start to drop down there, you know? Um, yeah. Like, and it's because of just improper, you know, like stability of engaging it. So it's kind of, um, I don't know. It's just, I've had a couple of clients that have had to deal with that. And so it's like, it's kind of, um, very, you know, like what if you, like for me, when I, when I used to squat, like I would breathe in and then do my lift and then, Whereas with Pilates, they want, they, they suggest that you breathe in as you go down and exhale. Got it. I think as you come up or it's the opposite, but. So what I actually wanted to think about is what kind of out of the box things. So as we're talking about, maybe someone can't engage or maybe someone has a, a, a problem with doing a plank or something like that. Are there any out of the box ways or maybe not as mainstream ways of working our abdominals that we can touch on? that are much more available to a, a larger demographic. Anybody have anything to throw down on that? Chris, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I I, I think um, I, I, somebody, I'm sorry, I don't know if it was Natalie or, or Kitty, they just mentioned about bracing. I think that's really important, um, learning to support that area, particularly when we're doing our lifts. And it is very different, obviously, as compared to like squatting and things like that. Um, I actually think I think sometimes some of that, you know, like what I, what I mentioned and as uh, the the anti-rotational type stuff, I think a lot of times that I don't know if I'd call it outside the box, but I, I see a lot of people not really doing stuff like that. And I think there's much more um, value and payoff in doing those types of exercises. Um, but the bracing thing is also really big because it's going to help you to stay more steady in your lifts. And also, again, to that point of learning to engage those muscles and help yourself stay nice and steady while you're doing various different exercises, I think is really, really important. Any out of the box for you, Natalie? I mean, no, go, I'm going to let far, him go like, far out of the box. <laughs> you're killing that. You, yeah. <laughs> I would say some out of the box stuff, um, you know, that they can be done with your kids maybe like crawling or like even the mm. the high knee uh just standing yep. there and lifting your knee type of things that are easily done 
that can create that foundation for things you do yeah. naturally during the day. So that's what I would say out mm-hmm. of the box style. Here's a question, squad. I want to know if I'm listening and I've got belly fat, can I get abs without even working out? Can I just skip the workouts completely, totally? Because uh, I know that's I, been I, asked I, before. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I, I think you kind of touched on it in the beginning, right? Abs are made in the kitchen. So we all we all have them, obviously. Anatomically, we all have abs. So, yeah, I mean, you can definitely, the, the majority of what, if we're talking about visible abs, then yes, you can do that without necessarily exercising. You do that just by getting really lean. However, um, if you want to have a stronger core um, and, and more uh uh, more strength and stability there then you know you definitely want to work it out but just to make them visible no you could do that just through nutrition if you really wanted to and i don't know if we're necessarily talking about visible abs with ab august i think we're more talking about you know the belly fat the fight against belly fat you're you're your everyday person that's like oh wait i'm over 35 and that pizza is starting to really show up now yeah, yeah. that's what i'm kind of um, kind of really getting to is can can i keep a flat stomach without working out Mm. Oh, 100%. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> oh, Tell I me. mean, well, I mean, that's literally um, like the secret for women, you know, like w- the way that women start responding after, you know, age 30, 35, it's completely different from guys. Like it's completely different. So um, that uh, if we if we try to work out too much, which is, you know, um, like the stress is the thing that actually starts to impede from you having that felt fat, that flat belly that you're looking for. And I don't just mean physical stress, but emotional stress, you know, the, the things that people just consider as normal, right. Oh, Mm. this is just my life where I just run the, you know, I wake up and I take care of the kids and then I go to work and then I go to the gym and then I clean the house and then I pick up the kids and all that, like that, all that stuff and the anxiety, the overwhelm, that's all stress. And so if we just, um, add on more working out on top of it, it it actually ends up leading to more belly fat, which is where that term menopause belly comes from. Um, So when women come, you know, to work with me, we actually, I have them work out usually less, or we do a lot of stress management techniques, right? We we get them to think differently, feel differently. Mm -hmm. So they're not living in these perpetual states of low grade stress and anxiety and overwhelm um, and their belly flattens out. So yeah, but like Chris was saying, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's really just kind of like that flat belly that we're all after, right? The definition. But if you want to make them blocky, yeah, you got to lift weights. Right? Blocky. So. Blocky abs. Yeah, that, <laughs> I like that. Blocky. I literally had this exact conversation, um, uh, Natalie, with somebody, a woman today, um, really struggling with stress levels, unsupportive spouse. And, and it's it's so important. I, would, I really want to echo that point of like there are things outside of the gym that you really have to learn to manage it, it to some degree. Because stress makes a huge difference, lack of sleep, things like that, all these things that can throw our hormones out of whack, cause us to have more hunger hormones, things like that. And, and stress, is, stress is a killer. Um, you know, you're going to have a really, really hard time, as Natalie said, if you're not somebody who can manage your stress and your stressors in your life, it gets very challenging very quickly. So as we get older, right, let's talk about as we get older. We get more stress, we get kids, we get jobs, we get this and that. Let's actually go into what, what do we feel like could be some ideas that should be not should i don't want to should us around here that could be more mainstream to help more people like do you think the effects of stress are as mainstream as it could be considering both of you just said that's one of the main causes of belly fat to begin with 100 percent 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think it could definitely be acknowledged more. I think along with sleep, I think there's way too many people who are wearing their lack of sleep as like a badge of honor. Like, Oh, I'm functioning on four hours. Like that's not good for you. And that's going to make it really hard to be healthy. Um, so I think, um, this whole, like, uh, you know, this idea that we're supposed to be overwhelmed and stressed and going a hundred miles an hour all the time, it's not a good thing. And it's not something that people are going to thrive on, particularly if they're trying to sort of optimize their overall health and wellness. That's just, that's kind of the opposite of what you want to be doing. So it's working in direct opposition of what you need. So, um, I think acknowledgement of chronic, chronically high stress would be very important for people to understand and, and sort of have more awareness around. Now, do you feel like you, you engage with chronically stressed out people predominantly Natalie, because I like that chronic stress. I mean, no, no, it's the low grade state that typically is it's, it's the killer, right? I mean, these things are driving every single one of our behaviors, every, you know, um, Every single action that a human being takes, a decision that we make comes from the way that we feel in that moment. And so, um, and then we take, you know, we take certain actions that creates and that has a certain impact on the body, right? And so these low grade states of anxiety and overwhelm, at least for women, guys are completely different. Like there's so like when we get older, like the way that we have just um, always been, like our way of being, that becomes the thing that's standing in the way from your body, from the from mm. the body that that women want, um, it, because it's keeping their body in a fight or flight state. It's keeping them in a stressed out state, a fat storing state. A body that is stressed is a body that does not burn fat, specifically for women, because they the like they are just so much more sensitive to that stress. And so, um, and the thing is, is that they don't have a choice. Like these emotions of anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, irritation, these are things that we have trained. Like happy people aren't happy um, just out of coincidence. They've trained happiness. Sad people aren't sad just by coincidence. They've trained sadness, whether they're aware of it or not. And so most of us, this is why we can, like we can, you know, many of us can wake up. I, I remember when I used to wake up in a state of anxiety and there was nothing to be anxious about. There was literally nothing to be worried about, but my system would be in this, this tense anxiety state because that's the way I've trained it. Um, and so we, we need to teach and train the nervous system how to relax, how to get out of that. It's like a, when you when you it's just like a muscle. When mm-hmm. you work a muscle, the more that the more repetition that you put on it, like the bigger it grows. Same thing with the nervous system. It's just with these patterns, these emotional patterns. And and the more that you've driven that to feel that anxiety or to feel that stress, the more automatic it becomes because the brain and the nervous system likes efficiency. It's just going to be there. It's just going to it's just going to want to live there. And so we need to train it, train ourselves out of it. If we want to, if we like, it literally is the the gateway to creating the body. So it gives you the ability to, for your diet and exercise to work. So it has to be number one. So that, I mean, that segues into the question of if I'm eating well, if I'm working out and still not seeing changes in my body, is that where we, that's where we would go. When I, when either too much stress food or too much stress, the women that I typically work with, they don't have a problem eating. They're not going to McDonald's. Like mm-hmm. they're not eating too much food. They, they are usually tracking their food and they're working out. They're doing all things right, but they're not seeing results. So like, it's just one of those two things. Now, Chris, do you want to throw it on from a male perspective? If you're not, if you're eating well, if you're not working out and things aren't moving in a male's body, would you have anything different or would you also go to stress levels and lack of sleep? 
Yeah, I would. I I tend to always look at those uh, those types of things because they they are major factors that are in play, and and I think especially, um, you know, especially with with men, I think men will tend to um, compartmentalize things and and not you know not necessarily deal with stresses appropriately, and also I think a lot of times with guys it could turn into maybe drinking more than usual if they're stressed out at work or they're stressed out by their family, and that obviously comes with another bag of issues right the the a the calories that come with alcohol but also the fact that it can be it can cause you to preferentially store body fat at times it can lead to bad food decisions um so it can be sort of a whole mess of things you have to unpack with guys um and you know that's that's something while it's you know kind of the same topic the same things we would want to address it's tends to come for kind of come from different different places if that makes sense sure yeah yeah and that kind of segues into, do I never get to drink alcohol? Do I never get to eat a hamburger? Do I never get to eat French fries? Like, mm. you know, so many people say you have to take out complete, don't eat carbs, don't eat fat, all of mm. these things that we've heard throughout the years. Where would you start with nutrition? I think maybe moving into the nutrition, the abs in the kitchen. How do you feel about that, Dan? Yeah. You cool with that? Yeah. So we're going to move on to nutrition based, right? Uh, no. How do we feel like abs, not abs, how do we feel like changing a diet i even hate the word diet i i feel like it should be a lifestyle right how do we yeah. how do we start a lifestyle if i'm a brand new beginner i'm looking at this belly fat how would i start a lifestyle change in the kitchen anyone want to take that one natalie you want to take that yeah sure well um i would first say is like what is the lifestyle that you want mm-hmm. like what is the what does that look like you know um like what is the relationship with food you want uh, what is the relationship with the gym you want? What is the, um, because you, you know, like for me, I was stuck in tracking macros for, you know, almost a decade. And I just thought that was like the only thing I had to do it in order to be fit. Right. And I also thought that I had to work out hard every single day in order to be fit. And like, so the gym just became kind of like a chore. Um, and so I would just kind of name, like, you know, do I want to be, do I want to, what's the relationship I want there? What does that look like? You know, that. just paint that vision. Um, and then, um, and then starting to, to align yourself with that, you know, um, but I absolutely believe in, you know, definitely balance, right. There's, you gotta have the, the fun foods in there in moderation. I'm definitely not against alcohol. I think that's actually an important part for, that can be a great way to just relax and enjoy, you know, just connect and, um, you know, smile, laugh, just kind of be more free spirited, um, you know, obviously not like frequently, but just like, I think that's all important, you know, because, um, that helps us just stay relaxed instead of so serious about everything so, so much. So, um, but yeah, for number one is just like, first you got to create the vision, you know, like, what does that, what does that look like? And do I want to be able to go out to, to restaurants and, um, you know, have a, you know, or order pizza, you know, once a week, like, what, are, what is that? What does it look like? Or do you want to feel, you know, tied to macros? Um, But you just paint that. And they can choose. I mean, that you can choose to be tied to macros. You you just mentioned that it was kind of a chore for you because it became such a a big part of your life. And that actually probably aided in the stress, which stopped your results. Do you have anything Mm -hmm. to say about, you know, the macro counting and everyone says fat, carbs, all that jazz. Do we feel like just being more honest and open with, like, like Natalie said, the the way we want to feel, rather than what we need to do. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and like, I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm against macros. I just think that, like, in the beginning when I take on clients, I absolutely like we need to track, right? We need to make sure that we're hitting the numbers. Um, 
and you know or or we have some type of structure if we want to do intuitive but my 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 goal typically with them is that is to break them away from that like create that freedom so we don't have so much focus on food sure. we have more focus on being the person we want the living the life we want you know so like we we just like the more we we focus on can i have this can i eat that when should i eat it what you know what should i eat like the more obsessive we become about food and, and like our life becomes revolved around that and we totally miss out on the actual life that we want to be living from that body like the whole reason we want the body is because we think it's going to give us access to this experience of life that we want you know so um like that's why i don't like to put so much focus on 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 food itself i mean obviously there's tips and things to make sure that we control our triggers and avoid overeating and you know but everybody knows that like eat protein fiber drink water like it's you know simple shit simple shit i like that you were talking about alcohol Chris, and you mentioned, you yes. know, um, that the alcohol can lead to bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Eating the pizza at two o'clock a.m. Right, right. <laughs> you know, what would you say to someone that that is like, you know, I I like to partake in, and Natalie, I loved your your yeah. portion of it that it creates more yeah. of a free spirit. What would you say to someone that yeah. says, you know, I like to partake? Uh, is that going to be a, a no go? How do you feel about that, Chris? Well, I think I think we we have to acknowledge that you know alcohol will have some impact on your on your progress in your and your health i mean however i'm not anti-alcohol i think it's fine in moderation i just think um people need to be honest about you know what they're willing to do and and you know if somebody says they like to have a drink or two on the weekends with their friends like no i'm not going to tell them not to do that because i think that as sort of like what natalie touched on i think that's that's important in some instances however we do have to be mindful of the effects that alcohol can have as i said you know obviously there's calories there Um, obviously there's instances where maybe you had every intention of being super disciplined when you went out, but then after that second martini, you're like, Oh, those cheese sticks are looking good. So, you know, I think, I think just being mindful of not only the alcohol intake, but also the behaviors that go, uh, go along with that, um, can be very important and a, and a really good way to sort of keep yourself on track, even while you're still able to go out and enjoy yourself. Cause I never want to tell people like, no, you can't do that. You can, no, 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 you can't do that. Cause I, I don't really think it's necessary. You know I mean? If you're going out, you know, if you're getting blacked out Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, every week, then, you know, maybe you got a little bit of an issue you need to work on, but you know, on the whole, it can be fine as long as it is kind of like what Natalie said in moderation, I think it's totally fine. Well, as you said, the restriction is what really is going to add to those cortisol levels, those stress levels. Yeah. The more that you restrict yeah. yourself, the more that you beat yourself up, you shame, guilt, all that jazz, that's going to add to yeah. more belly fat. Go ahead, sister. Yeah. Um, and I was just going to say, like, you know, you just want to make sure that we're not using it as a way to feel better. Right. Same thing with food. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's not the thing that I think will make me feel better, because so long as that is there, that relationship, then you will constantly go to that alcohol. Right. Um, and, or to that food, eat that food, because I think it's going to make me feel better, or it's going to bring happiness. I'm going to be happier because of it. So that is one thing, like, I do want to make clear is that when my, when my clients go drink, we're making it very clear that we're not drinking to feel, to have fun. We can bring the fun with or without the alcohol, that the alcohol there is just as, you know, something to partake in, um, you know, to just, I don't know, just create a certain Relax. experience, right? Don't do it. So it's not good or, and, and like like Chris was saying, it's not good or bad. Just like any food, alcohol is not good or bad. There, it's just going to mean something for you. Right. It's going to mean there's going to be a certain impact on your sleep, the choice, the way you feel tomorrow, the choices you make tomorrow, the, the foods that you're going to be eating while you're drinking. Yeah. So we just got to be aware, hey, 
and, and I can answer to that, right? I can be like, hey, is that what I want to answer to? Is that, wanna, is that what I want to create for myself? And sometimes it's like, hell yeah, that's all right. I'm going for it, right? That's, that's the experience I want. You know, I'll, I'll sacrifice the sleep and, you know, you know the, the food I'm going to eat because that's just what I want. But if it's not, then, um, you know, then it would be, you know, it would be wise for you to maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break right now. That was kind of a weird place to stop the podcast, but we've got a whole lot more to go. The conversation ran a little bit longer than we anticipated it to, so we're going to break this episode into two, and it will be coming to you next time. So stick around and be sure to tune in for the conclusion of this podcast. There's a lot more great information to come, and we think you're going to enjoy it a lot. So make sure you tune back in when we release the next one within the next couple weeks here. So stick around. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, reach out to us at podcast at powerblock.com. If you have a life transformation story that you'd like to share with us and allow us to share it on the air with all of our listeners, send that email to mystory at powerblock.com. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in to part two.